stressful because of a couple of things. It's exciting and stressful because there's so many people that are going to be here today that don't normally ever come. I mean, that's, that's, that's exciting, right? But it's stressful because there's so many people here that don't ever come, you know. And so to try to come out and, and stand up in front of you and, and say something that makes sense, uh, you know, a lot of times I joke with people and tell them I feel like Charlie Brown's school teacher. You know, and it scares me when I feel like Charlie Brown's school teacher and everybody's out there nodding their head because that means somehow you either understand Charlie Brown's school teacher language or you're just being nice. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, big day, big things going on, and it's always, always a challenge to try to figure out how to do Easter well. And I, I think today that God has you here for a reason. Not just to do church, not just to go through the motions, but God has you here for a reason. You know, and I, I've been praying a lot this week, and, I, and I, I've been praying a, a very simple prayer that, Lord, that every person that comes to Southridge this weekend would get it, would get it, that somehow, way, God would speak so loud. I mean, I, I could just get out of the way, and God would speak so loud and so clear to your life that you just walk away and go, I get it, I get it, and hopefully today will be that day that changes who you are for the rest of your life and even eternity. So, so can we pray that way? Can you pray with me that that would happen? Let's do that. Lord, we ask today that simply in the next few moments that you would open up every eye and every ear in this room. That we would hear your voice, not just a, a, a man's voice, not just the words that I'm speaking, but the very spirit of God calling to the very spirit of man. Lord, let it be so today. Let us hear you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're kicking off a series today called Weird, and, and it's, it's kind of one of those ideas, this weird, that the weird's the good thing and the normal's the bad thing, all right? Because weird, because normal isn't working, and here's the deal. We are stuck on a train called normal. Everybody's kind of doing their thing, just going about it, and it's all kinds of dumb, stupid stuff, and it's just normal, and that's where we're stuck. We're just part of that thing. And, and the message at the same time of heaven and the story of God is anything but normal. So we're stuck on this train. We're stuck in this life, this world called normal. And at the same time, God's got this weird thing that he's wanting to accomplish in us and giving us life in the midst of everything else that's going on. And, and, it's, and it's really a weird thing in a good way. And we live in this world where it's normal and almost every, every, it's almost expected for us to live outside of God's creative design for our lives. In other words, if you're living for God, you're weird. If, if you're going after the God thing, if God somehow got a hold of your heart and he's changed you, like I described, he's changed my life, and in some people's minds, that's weird. And I'm just saying that's a good thing today. That's a really good thing because normal isn't working. Let me give you a little picture of normal. Normal isn't working because normal is to be stressed out. Normal is to be stressed out. Normal is to be overwhelmed. Normal is to be confused about most things that are happening in life. It's normal to live life at the point where we're always wanting to give up. Anybody out there? It's like, I, I just want to give up all the time. That's normal. Uh, normal for us is to feel alone or, or to feel like we've been abandoned. In other words, nobody cares, nobody knows. That's normal. That's normal. It's normal for us to have relationships that are a quarter mile wide and a half inch deep. That's normal. 
And that's just kind of where we're at. We just we don't have a lot of depth in our relationship. It's normal to be shallow and casual. It's more normal, excuse me, to be shallow and casual than it is to be vulnerable and committed. That's just normal. And we, we just go with it. We just go with the flow. It's just kind of this train that we're all on. It's just we're just making it happen. We're just doing the things that we're doing. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal to be in a marriage and, and live and act like you're just single. We just live in the same home. That's normal. Matter of fact, it's, it's more normal to get a divorce today than it is to stay together. It's normal. I mean, so we got all this crazy normal stuff, and everybody goes, well, that's normal. That's just how we are. That's just how we act. And the weird idea of what God has is kind of way out there. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I just I want to say clearly and loudly today that maybe God is calling you to be a little weird. Maybe God is speaking to you today, Easter Sunday, about being a little weird. Because I tell you what, the whole story of Easter is a little weird if you're living on the train called normal. I mean, if all of a sudden you start looking and go, I don't know, man, that, that's kind of weird. And there's other things that Jesus said that are weird. I mean, like one of them, he said, you know, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, turn your other cheek to them. Like, that's weird. <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking what most of us would do. You touch me, I'm going to smash on you. <laughs> right? Matter of fact, I'm going to smash on you. If you touch me and I get a scratch, I might even sue you. I mean, we're going to go for it, right? I mean, it's just weird. And so the, the normal thing, you know, it's normal to be in, the, in debt up to our eyeballs and at the same time be looking for another way if we, if we can pay for the next lease <laughs> that we don't really need. I mean, that's just normal. I mean, it's normal to be self-absorbed. And so, so all that's normal, and that's kind of where we're at. And God, and God said, well, I, don't, I don't want you to be normal. I want you to be weird for me. What should be different for me? And so weird then go, comes like this, that the God, the creator of the universe, wants a relationship with me. That's weird. That somehow the God that created everything and all things, he placed the stars in the skies and he, he made trees, animals, and all the different things that he made. He made me special and he wants to have a relationship with me. That's weird. That's what God wants, that, that the life that we live, it's broken because of my sinful choice to reject and rebel against him. I mean, it's, oh, that's a mess. But, but instead of him condemning me like I deserve, he comes chasing after me. That's weird. That's weird that anybody would actually go after somebody that rejects and rebels against them. It's weird to think that somebody, especially a God that's perfect, would actually come after an imperfect person like me. What is up with that? That's weird that's what God's doing. He's chasing after each one of us. Not only does he chase after me, but he pays for my sin. He pays for all my rebellion. He pays for all my rejection on the cross so that somehow I might choose simply to receive his offer and exchange my sinful dead life for his perfect resurrected life. He is risen. We're going to shout that in a little bit. We're going to go out in front. We're going to have balloons, and we're all going to go, he is risen, and we're going to let him go. We're going to let it happen because it, that's the pinnacle point of what's going on here, that somehow the weird idea of God is that he is chasing after He loves me. He's pursuing me. He wants a relationship with me, and he's going to pay for it all. That's weird, but that's what God's doing. And so I want to break it down if I can a little bit. I, I, I wrestled with this message so much and. And I wrestle with it because here's what happens sometimes as a pastor. You know, you, you, you want to be loved by everybody. Anybody out there like that? Just me, all right? Okay? You, you want to be loved by everybody. 
And I, and I thought to myself, I, ha- I told Jennifer, I said, you know, right now I have three Easter messages at home. This is actually Easter message number three, which started out as Easter message number one. And then it, it became Easter message number two and three and four. And I, I don't even know which message. I hope I have the right one today. I don't even know which one it is. But, but my point is this. I think God is wanting us to hear loudly and clearly that he wants to exchange something with us. I think that's the whole point. I think Easter is about one central idea. He wants to trade us for the junk that's in our life for the greatness of his life. That's the one central thought and idea. Matter of fact, a few months ago, I was praying about this service, and I, was, I just knew God, we're going to talk about exchanging this beautiful exchange with God. We're going to get this. And then I got closer. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. I want to be. And so we kind of kept back. And again, it's this whole mess in my mind of trying to figure out where we're going. But so I keep coming back to this one verse, and it's this idea of breaking out of normal, getting off the train. How do I do that? How do I make that happen? And matter of fact, all the messages of Jesus are on the same topic. All the messages of Jesus are speaking to a people just like you and I and asking us, would you please break out of the normal? Would you step into some weird with me? Would you be a part of what I'm doing instead of all the normal that's going around you that's going nowhere? That somehow that would happen. And so Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 29, as Jesus is speaking, and here's what he said. Jesus said, Come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Lord, may that speak loudly to us. So there's a few things. What's Jesus talking about? It's, it sounds weird. How can I break out of the normal to find peace? And here's what it is. And we're just going to fill in the blanks because I want to do something at the end of this message that I think is going to make it all come very clear to us. Weird starts with an invitation to change our direction. Jesus says, come to me. He says, he's just, he's simply saying, I'm giving you an invitation. It weird starts with a simple, hey, you. And see, God is, God is right now, he's pointing across the room, everybody in this room, he's going, hey, you, come to me. Hey, you, come over here. Hey, you, change your direction. Hey, you, I'm inviting you to be a something different than what you're part of. It's weird, and you're part of the normal, but I'm inviting you, come to me. Weird starts with a, hey, you. And everywhere Jesus went, he was inviting people to come and follow, to make a change in directions. And Jesus is making a statement to all of us. There's not one person in this room that said, I'm excluded from this. He's not talking to me. No, he's talking to all of us. He's talking to every single one of us. He's tapping every one of us on the shoulder. He said, hey, you, hey, you, come to me. I know, you're, I know where you're at. I know where you're part of. I know the things that are going on in your life. Come to me. He makes it very personal. Makes it very personal. Then, he, then you ask the question, well, for, for who's who? who? Who is he talking to? For those who are worn out, he says, you're weary. For those that are worn out, especially the, for those who are exhausted, exhausted from trying everything and nothing working. Jesus is not simply talking about a change of mind or a change of thought, but a change of direction. He's talking about a change of focus. Instead of focusing on the normal stuff, 
I'm going to focus on the person of Jesus because nothing else is working. Because nothing else is working. I'm tired of being sick and tired. This is where these two points are really what I think God's trying to speak to us today is this is I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of being weary. I'm tired of trying to make it happen. I'm tired of just going through all the motions and every time it just seems like I'm going nowhere because I'm on the train called normal and I'm going nowhere. I'm tired. And Jesus said, whoa, 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 hey, you. (laughs) I'm speaking to you. I'm calling your name. You're weary and you're tired. And I'm calling you to do something that you've never done before. I'm calling you to do that. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? And who else? So it's for those that are worn out, for those who are weighed down or carry heavy burdens. It's an invitation to all those who are just overwhelmed. The question is, what's your burden? You know, actually, in, Jesus is specifically talking about a couple burdens. He's talking a, about a burden that basically comes for most of us in the shape of religion. It's a religious burden. It's, it's the burden that thinks that I've got to shape up. I've got to have, it's the good behavior burden. It's, man, if I can just act right, God's going to love me. If I can just go the right way, God's going to love me. And I'm always trying to do the song and dance. And God, God, do you love me now? Do you love me now? Do you love me now? I mean, God, oh, gee whiz, this isn't working. Because it's a burden trying to live up to the religious expectation. And he's talking to that crowd. He's saying, you've been trying to live on good behavior, and good behavior is just going to leave you exhausted. That's not what it's about. Because religion can be a burden. It's trying to live up to all the rules. Matter of fact, Matthew 23, Jesus is talking. He talks about the teachers of the religious laws, that they crush people under the unbearable religious demands. In other words, it's just a burden. It's just a burden. And see, religion can only leave you in one of two ways. You're like, religion's going to save me, man. If I go to church, if I read my Bible and I do all the good things, then all of a sudden God's going to love me so much that I'm going to get saved by that. He's going to, no, it doesn't work like that. Because what it does is it leaves me in one of two ways. Either it leaves me proud because I think I'm a little bit better than him. Sorry. A little bit better than you. And I get all puffed up because my religion puffs me up. I, I look around because all I got to do is if I can just find one person that I'm a little bit better in, that I'm better. <laughs> and it puffs us up. That's all it does. And then religion, so it either makes me proud, I'm better than most, or it leaves me in despair. Because I tried it and it didn't work. I tried to make the religion thing work. I tried to go through all the motions. I tried to have the good behavior. And sure enough, it didn't work. And so I come to the end of that. And simply it's this. I'm in despair. I can't. And Jesus said, I am calling you to come to me. Those of you the burden. And the other one, obviously, is the big one. And that is that sin can be a burden. In other words, when I choose to to turn away from God, because when I say, God, I don't need you, I I want to do this my own way, but what happens then is there is a burden or a weight of shame and guilt, and it begins to pound me down, and I'm carrying this thing, man. I'm I'm carrying it as hard as I can. I'm I'm like, man, this thing is heavy. I hope nobody notices. I mean, everybody notices. Everybody's watching. Man, dude, you got a lot of stuff going on. Oh, I'm carrying this thing. I can't do it anymore. What's going on? Because you're under a burden. 
You're under a burden called sin. And it's shame. And it makes you want to hide. It makes you want to excuse. It makes you want to rationalize. It makes you want to do all kinds of crazy stuff. And Jesus said, come to me, those of you that are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Come to me, all those of you that have a heavy weight of burden upon you. I'll give you rest. So he says, come. Are you at the place in your life where your own sin has beat you down enough that you're ready to cry out that something has to change? And the way I'm doing life is going nowhere and the normal stuff stinks. Let me say that again. The normal stuff stinks. (laughs) I got to get something else going on here. This isn't working. Come to me. He says, come to me. And at some point, here's the point that happened to me when I was 1986. Music was rocking. I don't even can't remember the groups back then. And it was happening, you know. I had a mullet. <laughs> yeah, I had it. I was sporting a mullet, you know. Business in front, party in back. But it was, it was happening. You know what? All, all of a sudden, there was a point in my life that I came to my senses. My wife and I were divorced, and I mean divorcing. <laughs> Sorry, honey, I didn't mean to say it like that. We were, we were broke up. We were separated. It was a mess. All of a sudden, I was like, you know what? This, this stinks. This is, this is stupid. This is normal, and this is stupid. All of a sudden, something changed in me. You know what it was? As I came to my senses, there's story after story in Scripture where people came to their senses. It's a prodigal son. Man, I was better off when I was back with my father. The woman caught into, in adultery, Jesus said, hey, I, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to forgive you. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, the normal life that I'm living isn't working too well, is it? He said, yeah, go sin no more. Don't be a part of that. Paul, on the, on the road to Damascus, he meets with God and he says, why are, you, why are you persecuting me, Paul? Why are you coming against me? Why are you doing this? All of a sudden it clicked. I, I, I'm coming to my senses. The burden made me go, okay, wait a minute. I got change. See, the phrase to come or the word to come means I'm going to make a step in his direction. I'm going to embrace him. I am going to leave the junk pile of my normal life behind and go after something better. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that choice. He's saying, come to me, and I'm saying, okay, yeah, let's do this thing. I want to be a part of that. I'm going to do life on your terms. How is it possible? It's possible because he takes the very burden that I've been trying to carry, and he puts it on himself. Which leads us to the next one. It's this. Weird happens. So weird starts when, with an invitation to change my direction. Weird happens when we exchange our broken lives. That wore out, weighed down life. For his sacrifice life. He said, take my yoke upon you. See, the weird message of heaven is that Jesus would take my place. That's weird. It's weird that somebody would die for a guy like this. It's weird that somebody like Jesus, perfect in every way, would take my place and all the junk that I got in my life, he'd take my place. That's weird. It is. 
But see, weird happens when we exchange our broken lives for a sacrificed life and we trade with Jesus my, our exhausted and burdened lives because then he gives us life. Second, First Peter says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let me just say this because I feel like this is important. He didn't wait until you got it all together before you decided, okay, now it's going to work. He did it when you were all messed up. See, some of us think, man, I've got I to gotta get it all cleaned up. I've got to get this thing going. I gotta, I, man, God is going to love me like this. I've got to fix it. No, he, he already loved you. He already seen you. Hey, you, the one that's weary and burdened and weighed down. Hey, you. And so God's promise is this, if you will trade with me, I will give you rest. If you will trade with me, I will give you rest. Rest from the power and the grip of sin. Jesus pays the price of, my, of, of our sin with his own life so that we can have rest and from the burden of our sin. And then weird continues, last point. Weird continues when we trust Jesus to lead. So weird starts with an invitation to change my direction. Weird happens when I exchange my broken life for his sacrifice. And weird continues when we trust Jesus to lead. He said, lead me, let me teach you. See, up to this point, many of us, has been, many of us have been literally taught only by normal. That's all we know. So when we start talking about this weird stuff, we're like, well, I don't get it. That's why Jesus said, hey, let me teach you. Let me show you how it's supposed to really be. Let me show you what it's all about. And really what he's talking about is yield yourself to his lordship. Learn to walk in my love. Learn to walk in my grace. Learn to be refreshed and renewed every day along the journey. Learn to be encouraged because you're not alone. Begin to give yourself completely to a new way of doing life. My way my way take your cues from jesus and what that means is we have to stop following the crowd called normal to nowhere and start following the king in a weird way somewhere okay stop accepting normal stop trying to call the shots yourself follow jesus's lead of humility and gentleness i want to do something this is kind of an odd thing for us to do on Easter, but I feel like this is what we're supposed to do. There's a song that I've been listening to. It's, it's a long song. It's about 10 minutes long. It's called A Beautiful Exchange. Matter of fact, on your notes, and on the back of your notes, there's actually the lyrics to the song. And, and then also, I, I thought, boy, what a, what a picture that we could see is Jesus on the cross. Now this, by the way, if you've got little ones in here, this is a little graphic. It's from the movie The Passion of Christ, and it's, it's the scene when he's being uh, uh, crucified, not the actual beating and stuff, but when he's on the cross, his final words. And so if you need to, like, oh, I don't know, if my, I want my kid, because it's, it's pretty emotional. But I want to watch this. I want to come and I want to pray with this and say, Lord, are you calling me to come to you? So we can do that.
times, God, just going through the motions of this normal life, and you're calling each and every one of us to you, that you took our place on a cross, that you died for us, that, Lord, you loved us so much that you came chasing after us, 
that you wouldn't let us just stay the same, that, Lord, if we would just exchange today with you, we would have life. If we would simply just say, Lord, here it is. Here's my, my broken, weary, burdened life. Lord, I accept by faith your life for me, that, Lord, you paid the price of my sin upon the cross. I don't deserve it. I can't earn it. I can't be good enough, God. I just cry out to you and say, Lord, would you please do something weird in me and give me life? Lord, I recognize today that you're calling me to a relationship with you. It's not just some church thing. It's not some religious thing, God. It's you speaking to my life. You want me. That's you. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You say, you know what? I need Jesus today. I've just been playing normal. That's me. Would you just wave your hand at me? Yeah, yeah, all over the room. Lord, today, those that have raised their hands, Lord, we say to you simply, Lord, I want to exchange. I want to trade. I want to make a beautiful exchange. My weariness and my burden of this life for the life that you've given me. Lord, let it be so. In Jesus' name.